Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Show them your look, Santi. Come on. Show them. You look like, I mean, you look Hello. like something out of Point Break, my friend. Everybody saw Point Break? Look at him. Look at, look at this guy. Look how hip he is. See, the uniforms we let people wear, they do what they want. They express themselves. Express yourself. It's very important, Santi. Be you. Okay, so we're yes. going to discuss something about that. Speaking of expressing yourself, um, in this day and age, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, business today. What do you think... I'll ask you first, then we'll go on to it, and I, my, okay. my feelings on it. Are, are a company's, is a company's job the most in, what's, the, what's, what's a company's most important job, you think? Uh, the idea or of a just company business is in general. to uh, turn a profit every year and make money. As a business, because ultimately you're trying to sell a product, whether it's a service or an actual feasible item. Sure. Um, so provide a good service or product, um, and obviously you want to make money, yeah. right? So that's like the the bottom line is is do I do I care about making money, right? Or do I want to have you know better yeah. Interaction, uh, service, help the pe- help the world type of thing. Like, it depends what type of company you have. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, uh, uh, whoa, that ball came right over. Did it press stop on your computer? No, that's good. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Balls are flying in the area. I think, yes. I think a, jo- a job of a company is to make money. I think what I'm getting at in this day and age is it's changed in the sense of 50 years ago, the, jo- the company's job was to make a profit, and employees were just inputs. Right. Just jobs to get done. Right. Now, it's changed a lot where the employee has a lot of options, has a lot of opportunities with the Internet to make money on their own to say, hey, do I really want to work for a company when I can sell something on my own and make 75 grand, 100 grand and say, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to travel. So that has changed a lot of what a company needs to focus on. A lot of companies... Their biggest concern is not like a recession that's coming as those things happen is actually getting talent and acquiring the right talent because talent is hard to get when it's being divided up by the Internet, dividing up by people saying, hey, I can, uh, like I just said, do sell, uh, you know, sell something online and make money without work. There's a lot of talented people that can make their own money. But the prop, but the prop. This is the problem. There's a fine line that I'm having to draw, and maybe okay. you can draw it too. Okay. The employee has a lot more rights, which they should, and they have a lot more opportunities. And the company has to understand that and understand empathy and human resources and things like that. But when do we get over the line to where it becomes entitlement? And that's what you have to be careful about, right? So, when does the employee? Do you feel like they're over-entitled? Yes. They so like they, they have all they these want. rights, but the company still needs to make money. They can't do all this stuff uh, and say, okay, the employee has all these rights, so we'll go into, you know, into debt because the employee needs to be serviced. And I think the problem was actually this pandemic in the sense of 
What really happened was, how many people do you know got checks, stayed home, Wait, yeah. didn't want to work because they got more money than they did than working, and with their checks, they bought tattoos, or they bought this, or they bought yeah. that, yeah. and they feel like entitled. Like, they went through a pandemic, they got more money than they did staying home, and now they have to go back to work, and they're going to be like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. I'd really rather just... Get money and Do stay home. You want. Yeah. So, and I think that's the problem. We're going to get geopolitical, or we're going to get a little bit on that. If you like, in two thousand eight, how old were you in two thousand eight? Eighteen. Eighteen. So you don't really feel like yeah. in two thousand eight when I started this business, that was the hugest. You know, that yeah. was the Great Recession with the subprime problem and all that. And we didn't bail out people; we bailed out companies, right? We bailed, right. let's say. Well, Lehman Brothers ran out of business, but a lot of companies were too big to fail uh, countrywide and all those things. They had to float them. They had to, yeah. or they would have just destroyed a lot of people's lives. But we didn't give people checks. This pandemic was different. Right. So when kids go, oh, this was, a, this was a, a problem, a recession, they actually got money. In 2008, no one got any Nobody money. Got any money. You know, yeah. the, the people didn't get money. So it created this a little bit of entitlement now where they think, oh, well, I just can get a check and, and, and not have to worry about, like, paying it back. And right. a lot of people won't go back to work. So having that problem deciding and saying you got to be really careful, and it's happening now in tech, right? Tech's losing billions of dollars, right? Because, they, because the pandemic accelerated a lot of things for them in the favor. Now it's not, right? People are right. going back to stores and things are changing. So now... Like, Facebook just laid off 11,000 people, right? Oh, they did? Yeah. So Zuckerberg said, I overestimated That's what crazy. I was spending on, you know, basically on the metaverse. And uh, I, you know, and then Amazon froze all hiring. They're not hiring anybody. So it's going to start to kind of go back the other way where... And this is also the problem, right? So it created this whole weird world. That's why this printing all this money wasn't a good idea. We should have right. kind of bit the bullet and, you know... You know, at least just put people on unemployment instead of, you know, instead of all these checks. Right. Um, the problem is also, say you were, say you want to make your, start your own business and you were saying, I don't want to work for a company. I'll make 75 grand selling stuff on Amazon. Okay. But now Amazon's losing money, right? What if they raise their costs for you to sell stuff? Right. And they start charging more. So make, there's a big yeah. macro effect saying, hey, Amazon's going to start charging more money. And you can't make money on your own. So uh, my real discussion here is okay. how far does it go? How far? I think it's all about money to me. I, the, how far do you cater to the employee and how far do you realize to say, hey, look, pe I, I think the recession is almost good in a way. Yeah. Because it's going to make employees and people go, wait a minute. Um, they're not going to float us any checks, people, the government. People feel like... People need a feeling that they that they need to have a not okay. How do I put this? You need to feel like you need to have a job. Like you need to be on the cusp of like I'm making enough money, but I still need to keep this job in order to live the life I want to live. So you have to feel like uh, how do well, I that's Maslow's hierarchy, like we talked about. I, yeah. I'm just talking about whether it's gone too far the other way, and where businesses 50 years ago. The employee, again, was just a widget or an input, and now it's almost like... So, like, to the, retain people, you're yeah, saying the, you're giving... 
businesses have to give up too much. Yeah, the employees or seems to have them all to the another leverage. business, right? Yeah. So like a high, mid mid senior like manager, mid level manager, right? Yeah. Someone like that could easily switch companies from you know Pfizer to Johnson Johnson, something yeah. like that, right? So they they're always like recruiting and hiring, even like nurses, pretty much anything. If you're good enough at your job. Yeah. Other companies will reach out and try to get you over there with a little bit more money or, you know, whatever uh, yeah. things they can give you, maybe a company car or like more vacation, whatever it is, they're going to try to get you over there because they want the good, the good players. But then the thing is, the person that's already working at, let's say, Amazon, right, and let's say someone else is trying to get them, um, that person is going to ask, oh, yeah, this other company is, uh, wants to hire me. Um, they're offering me 250 k You guys right now pay me $175. Um, what can you guys do to keep... keep I want to stay here. I like yeah. it here. You know, I have a lot of friends and, and coworkers that I trust and stuff. Then, so then that one person says, you know, I want, I want you to match 250 or I'm going to go. Or what can you do better, right? So then it, it just gets worse. I think... That has always happened, even more in the 90s and the 2000s. Oh, really? I think okay. now it's going to be, I'm not going to work for any company, right? That's where we're getting okay. to the point where you're dealing with not, you're dealing with companies and then you're dealing with the internet, like I said. You're dealing with three things now. Yeah. I don't want to work for anybody. I just, I just think I'm just trying to find the right, I think it's almost like this title of this thing is like, and I don't want to be, insensitive recession is good because what's going to happen is yeah when companies start really losing money and they have to start laying people off and they start affecting the internet because the tech companies you know own the internet basically yeah and when that starts to happen and they start charging heavy fees for their platforms even the individual is going to be like yeah. i'm not making any money yeah so it's almost going to kind of be good in a way because it's going to kind of make everybody appreciate, say, hey, shit, I'm glad I have a job. I'm glad I can make money. Yeah. I'm glad I can. <laughs> Maria's making me laugh over there. She's watching me, making me laugh. Don't make me laugh. I'm trying to be serious in my podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so really, it's almost like we printed how many? How much money we printed? I have no idea. Worldwide, forty-one trillion dollars. Yeah. That's all got to go through the system. It's yeah. all a bunch of shit in the system that's got to go through. So I think almost, and what the uh, this is becoming a business talk. What the Fed is doing, raising interest rates, is the right thing. They're kind of pushing us into a recession because what they're go doing is yeah. raising rates. Your money's worth less. You're going to balance us out. You're going to spend right? less. Yeah. It's going to make people pull back so that inflation doesn't get stuck at a super high level. So when it makes people stop buying things, mm -hmm. it creates a recession because companies don't make money, and then right. companies don't make money, and they lay people off. And blah, blah. It's a weird sort of thing, because unemployment's only like 3.45%, and we're going into a recession. Very strange. Usually when unemployment is this low, it's not a recession, and it's going to be a weird sort of thing the way it's going to happen. Um, okay. So, I think we're going to need to go through this, and I think, you know, you always equate it back to tennis and everything like that. You need to go through some pain to have it better on the back end. We can't, again, we can't live in this fantasy land. If you were a kid, when I was a kid, interest rates for a car were like 18%. It was like normal. Yeah. Like when they lowered interest rates in 2000 to 7% for a house, 
people went, oh, my God, I'm buying a house. It's the greatest. Now it's up over seven. People are like, this is crazy. I can't believe it's so high. Yeah. We were living in a fantasy land for 20 years where the interest rates were at zero. Yeah. It does, it, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Interest rates are supposed to be decently high, not super high that people can't do anything. But you can't, like, you, you know, when I was 2008, I used to get a mortgage over the phone, something. I'd oh, call really? up before 2008 during this crazy mortgage. I'd make a phone call. And I have a mortgage. I wouldn't even have to, like, there's no materials, no nothing, oh, no uh, credit check. Yeah. Just my social security number. As long yeah. as I had a pulse, I got a mortgage. Really? Oh, yeah, man. It was crazy back then. Before 2008, Yeah. you could, you know, people had owned 15 houses. Yeah. But isn't that why it crashed in the Correct. first place? Correct, because they were giving yeah. bad. What happened? Well, that whole subprime thing is a crazy thing. What, what they did is they have a AAA loan, AAA rated loan, right? Yeah. So that a tri- or a AAA rated fund. So what they do is they take all these loans and they wrap them up into a mutual fund. And yeah. then they sell it. Yeah. And the rating system makes it all AAA, right? So it's a AAA rated fund. So a bunch of people buy that fund. But inside of those, they were still having the rating company rate them AAA. But inside of those funds and... And Michael Barry, the guy who was in uh, Big Short, was reading all these perspectives and say these loans are shit. So they were really shit loans inside these AAA funds. Okay. So he goes, these mortgages are going to start to default. People are going to start stop paying them. Big balloon mortgages that they had an arm for three years and then they're huge payments. And they said, everybody's going to default. These huge banks own these funds. The funds are going to default. And the banks are going to have all billions and billions of dollars uh, on their spreadsheet. Yeah. Of losses. And what yeah. the hell are they going to do? Yeah. So that was crazy. You just, when you start, again, people get greedy. So they yeah. go, oh, we're going to do a synthetic loan. So we're going to take uh, a piece of a loan and make that. It's crazy. Synthetic they were just making loan. so much okay. shit, shit loans and putting them, wrapping them up into a, into a mutual fund and saying, oh, this is AAA and getting the AAA rating. That's basically the long and short of it. Okay. And then... Uh, insurance companies, uh, AIG, were underwriting these loans. So okay. when those default, the insurance companies have to have to pay those out. But the insurance companies don't have trillions of dollars. They didn't have to, how many trillions right. of dollars in loans right. that were go- bad. So that was just a mess. But this is different. This was a this is a different kind of you know that was. Do you think we're overspending? Of, are we overspending now? Like uh, the, like people you know like you know the younger people, the younger generation. Do you think we're just? Do you think we're just spending money on things too much? I think it's a. Giving, I think and it's then that a, gives like these certain individual companies more hype, and then they're going to go out of business eventually. You know what I mean? So what are you like, like about so companies, so individuals. So I'm like, confused. okay, so let's say um, an individual creates a company or creates a product, they sell it online, or they get it to go viral. Right? Okay. Let's say something random, right? And then all the people on TikTok, YouTube, whatever, Instagram see it. And they are like, oh, I want to get one of these, even yeah. though the product might be stupid, it might be a fad, okay. something like that. You feel like, um, and then this individual that created this company, that created this product, that might be a shit product in like a year or two, um, they're making a lot of money, right? And the people are funding all their money into this one stupid item. Then wouldn't that create like a, in the long run, we're just wasting our money on something. Right? Does that make? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think the consumer's always done that. I think it's a consumer. It's a consumer country. Wasting more. I feel like we're wasting. Like the kids these days, we buy a lot of stupid things we don't need. Well, I I think that I think I I think that's always been the case, especially after the '50s and the '60s. I think we've '50s. I I think, but 
I, especially when we got all these checks and free money. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. The lines were at the buying, mall were buying crap. Like, they just stuff, don't realize just it. Stuff you don't I think need. it's made it worse yeah. that we were giving people free money. Right. It just doesn't. It's a fantasy land. And instead of saving the money, they were blowing the money, right? People yeah. were getting checks that shouldn't have got checks. I knew kids that were worked at, you know, six months at a place and got so much unemployment money that were buying cars. It was just so stupid. Yeah. It, it, it was all a mess. And there's going to be fraud everywhere, but... Yes, we're a consumer nation. Most people don't have five grand in the bank, right? Most yeah. people don't have any money yeah. at all. They mostly spend their money. They live on the margin. And they you really, what you need to do is live by the 4% rule if you can. The 4% rule means you live off of 4% of your income. In other words, oh, I know. You, but okay. that's, it's a sh- huge goal of, or 4% of your net worth, so to speak. You should be able yeah. to do that. Um, wow. That's hard to do. I mean, that's really hard to do, but that's really what you want to do. Really, you and you don't want to. Sp- a big rule with money is you never want to leverage for luxury. Double L. Don't leverage for luxury. You want to leverage for assets. So if okay. I want to buy a multi unit apartment, say 10 units, and I yeah. don't have three, four, five million dollars, seven million dollars to do it, I put a down payment down and the rest I use and I leverage as a loan right. because that gets me money. Real estate's an incredible thing. You only in real it's the it's the it's not even a secret and it's an unbelievable secret. You can take you can say put a hundred thousand dollars down for a million dollars. Yeah. But get the gains off a million dollars only with your hundred thousand. So in other words, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. do that with stocks. I can't leverage myself yeah. that way. You can. People do it sometimes, but most people just buy the stock, right? Right. So I see a stock, I buy ten shares. I make money off the 10 shares. Yeah. But I see a real estate thing. I don't, I don't think of it that way. No one does. They go, oh, it's a million-dollar house. What kind of loan can I get? Yeah. So, but then you get, get a loan, house? but you only put 100000 down, yeah. and you're getting returns off of a million, Yeah. which is incredible, right? So you yeah. want to use leverage like that. You don't want to go, I have one house. I'd like to buy a beach house for luxury, and I'm going to take a loan. That's the stupidest fucking thing yeah. to do. You want to pay that in cash or be able to pay that off. Okay. cleanly because that's a luxury or right. you want all the assets you have to be able to pay that so in other words say i want to buy this iphone and i don't have the cash to pay for it so you know, but yeah. i have four investments that bring in a thousand bucks right that investments that will pay, pay that, that off right i don't okay. go into debt for it so you need to use leverage for your benefit and this day and time people took the money and they don't you know you think you have anybody go hey i put it in the index 500 that's what I did with my money. No, no, I no. put it in my Roth IRA. No. No one does that. No. People they get money and they want to get rid of it right away. Yeah, yeah. And you have to train your brain. Like, you literally have to train your brain to get excited about buying investments. Okay. Like, I get, wake up in the morning and I think, oh, my God, I'm going to be so excited if I make this large investment into a real estate thing. Yeah, Not yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, I want to watch. Right. Because you're growing, essentially, you're growing your money. Correct. Rather than just earning it and then using it. You know what I mean? Compounding. Yeah. It's an incredible you thing. Take so the money you, that you earn, turn it into something that grows and then keeps growing. Correct. Or at least you tries have to, keep to yeah. you have to be able to delay uh, uh, gratification to, and but again like we talked about our, our accounts, right? You can but at least eight or ten percent of your money that you make a month, spend it. In other words right. you should be able to have that but you shouldn't spend fifty percent of your money. Right. You should still have that natural kind of play fund that you can spend money because not spending money at all is depressing, right? You still want to have right. some fun. But 
you've got to be able to delay the satisfaction and say, hey, I'm going to play the long game. I'm going to make my money keep rolling over, rolling over, and, and building and building and building and say, hey, I'm going to take this investment and roll into another investment or, or invest in that again or give more money to that investment and build, build, build. That's what I tell, that's what I tell you sense. to do your 401k. Yeah. You still haven't done. Yeah. <laughs> you see? I mean, and I tell everybody this. Yeah. It's free money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's free. Just think about it. Take seven yeah. percent out of your check. Yeah. Take eight percent. You don't even see it. Then I match four percent. That's free money. You're losing four yeah. percent of free money. Yeah. And there it was a guy sense. in a it book. There was a guy in a book that couldn't get his employees to do it. So he came in one day, did a year calculating of all the money they lost, brought in a big bag of cash, put it on the table, and said, "This is all the money you've lost." And they all signed up. They couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's free okay. money. I mean, if a company does a 401k, you should do it. You should just do it. Yeah. You know? Because you always want to, this has become a financial thing, you always want to defer some tax. Right. And do some, and pay some tax. Do things pre-tax and post-tax. So at 401k, you're deferring the tax. Right. So you figure when you're 65, you're in a lower tax bracket. When you take that money out, you're going to pay less in taxes. Uh, and then you okay. pay some tax before on your income because... Right. Who knows how the, wh- where the tax bracket's Ta- going to go? Tax it may brackets change. also go by age. Is that what you're saying? Well, they go by income. income so you right? could be but 70 years old but make 10 million a year, and you're still in that tax uh, bracket. Okay, okay. But usually at 70, you're not. You don't have a high-paying job anymore, so to speak. You're Correct. retired, right? Oh, so that's okay. when so you take your. And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you take your money out of your IRA. Makes sense. Because it's a lower tax bracket. So we got into this conversation talk. We got into this conversation because I was really interested in where businesses were going, yeah. where they're headed, and whether the employee or whether the business it they come to me it's a hybrid. The the, the employee is not a widget again, but the employee's gotta realize, especially in this day and time we're gonna go through this recession, that it's not 100% them either. It's not all about them. Right. You know, the company needs to make money. The company has to produce profits because if they don't, everybody's screwed. Right. So you have, there's a very fine line with that. So I would, uh, I would title this recession is good. Recession is good. <laughs> recession okay. is good. And look. I, I do, I do, don't, as I took, uh, what is it? Sorry. Sorry, what? I was watching. I would uh, say recession yeah. is opportunity. Okay. The most people make the most money in their life over a recession because they have positioned themselves in a right place to buy things at a discount. Yeah. So they've saved their money. They haven't spent it. The problem is when times are good, people blow their money instead yeah. of going, all right, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to hold on to this money because when times go to shit, I'm going to get things at 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. So over the recession, people are going to start buying things. And they're going to make a killing because people are going to get over leveraged. They're going to need to sell those things. Yeah. And they have that opportunity. That makes sense. So what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, in college, I majored in econ. So econ. This is, yeah, I majored in econ. So I don't think, yeah, as like you said, I don't think recession is terrible. I think it helps balance out yeah. the economy. Sure. You know, keyword. Um, it balances it out, you know. And we are, I say, the young people now, we are like... As you said, we were talking about how people are individuals. They make their own business. They make their own jobs, whatever. I feel like it's going to die down a little bit, and they're going to have to support themselves somehow in yeah. another way because 
nobody's going to support them if nobody's making money or nobody's uh, keeping their jobs or people need basic jobs. People have to go back to, you know, working at a fast food place just yeah. to make ends meet, something like that, right? Um, or Pull even, the weeds out all the posers. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like in the long term, it's good to take a step back and, you know, look at what's really important and what's not important. And especially if you're at a company that you like, whether it's a tennis facility or an actual, you know, any other type of company, yeah. you want to enjoy that time there and build a better future for them and yourself at the same time. But don't be so cocky that you think you're the best there and or anywhere, and yeah. then that you know you could just get money somewhere else. Yeah, humility you know is mean? a big thing too, yeah. right? For everybody, from the boss to the company to the employee, if you don't show humility. Yeah. But I told you about that. Like we talked this last week, you yeah. know, customer service business, you can't yeah. help it humble. You know, exactly. I showed you the stuff I saw. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. can't help but eat it real big. What are you going to do? You're going to walk yeah. around being cocky at a customer service place? Yeah. People will be like, yeah, you stink. I'm going somewhere else. I mean, yeah. it's just the way it is. Easily. So, but I think the overall thing is if you got a check, I hope you save some of it. Because be careful right now. I would be careful, like, you know, because it's going to, sure, because the Fed's going to raise interest rates some more. We're going to go into a recession, which is fine. We're in a recession now. Think about it. Gas yeah. prices are super high. Yeah. People can't afford that. We're in it now. But what I'm saying is just have the ability. Hey, Chris. Hello. Have the ability to say, oh, I'm not going to buy $7 Starbucks today. Do a couple of those things and just be aware of it. Just be aware, you know. Anyways, I hope this helps you and me and everybody out there. But, again, remember, I'm doing that happiness uh, challenge. Do it. Put a hashtag yeah. on this. Say happiness challenge. Remember, happiness the challenge. get yeah. your calendar at a glance. We did it, talked about it last it? week. Yeah. Every day? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no I ordered it. I'm oh, saying. Because okay, I, okay. I have my calendar on the computer, yeah, yeah. but I ordered it to do it physically plus, so they could yeah. see it. Okay, So, cool. remember, plus two, plus one, zero, minus one, minus Minus two. You better do it, Santi. Okay. Order your calendar at a glance. I'll order one for you as well. <laughs> Very important. And, uh, yeah, put happiness challenge on this, too. Happiness challenge. Okay. All right. Sounds good. See you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.